This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tuesday, May the 9th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. God bless you, Steve. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. And look who's back. The Fong, the great Steve Wolfong, has returned from work and various travels to various seaside locations and major uh, American brand amusement parks that we will not uh, publicize. But, Steve, you also, as you are wont to do, Bring the weather. It's allergy season here. We're sending blue skies, 75 degree weather down I-70 through Dayton all the way to Columbus. Make sure you're taking your Claritin or whatever you need to get rid of that tickle in your throat that I just had. I don't know if you know this, but the Dayton area, this is called Sinus Valley. So if you have bad allergies or sinuses, don't come to Dayton. Uh, plenty of good reasons to be in the Gem City today. Like we said, 70 and sunny. It's never like that. But it's also hot on the recruiting trail for Ohio State. We asked the Bucknutters to pose a bunch of questions for the Fong here, and we will get to those. But two kind of current eventsy things I want to get to before we get to that. You had a comment on the front row last night. I think we all knew this was going to happen when Jeremiah Smith verbally committed to Ohio State when he did very early in the process. This is a guy that's been compared to Calvin Johnson, who is basically the physical standard of wide receivers in the modern football era. He was crystal balled by many. He verbally committed, and now we are on the Florida ride. With any commit, it's different in Florida. They like to uh, exhaust all their options. So what is the latest? I know he's been talking to Florida and such, so... Please put in context what type of Florida recruitment this is. Jeremiah Smith, top receiver in the United States. Sure, and he's visited Miami, as that's well documented as well. I just think that it's going to be tough to flip any receiver from Ohio State. It's recruiting, so you, know, you guys have been following it for a long time. Nothing is surprising, but in this case... Jeremiah Smith sees the track record of wide receiver at Ohio State. They're going to have the first receiver taken in next year's draft again. 
And he also sees the prolific offenses year in and year out under Ryan Day. And now the person that will be calling the offense is also his position coach in Brian Hartline. Those things aside, Brian Hartline just does an excellent job of building relationships and rapports with his top targets and their families. So I think that Jeremiah Smith and his family have a great connection with Ohio State. I think that they've been honest with Ohio State about things that they're still navigating through uh, with the process. But, I mean, I think that Ohio State remains in great shape to ultimately sign Jeremiah Smith. And the intel right now says it'd be a little surprising. I'd be surprised if he didn't end up at Ohio State. Now, we'll see how the process continues. Georgia is certainly going to keep trying to chip away as well. Florida, you know, but. I just think Ohio State, it's very tough to flip a wide receiver from the Buckeyes with what they're doing uh, from the player development standpoint, the offense, and then just the great relationship that Brian Hartline has with the guys that he recruits to that room. Couldn't agree more. Um, like I think I've said this before. If you're a wide receiver and you don't come to Ohio State and you have the offer, I would need some kind of explanation from you to make me know that uh, you're a a good decision maker at this point. Like you said, the draft stuff has gotten, it's uh, unparalleled in the history of, of any position group, if you really look at it. And showing no sign of stopping, by the way, because I can tell you this, Carnell Tate is amazing and Brandon Ennis is tremendous and this shows no signs of stopping. So we are- The guys are good in the NFL too. Exactly. Let's talk about my boy, Terry McLaurin, Indianapolis native. Way better in, in the pros than he was in college. Comes to Ohio State, waits his turn. He has some big games at Ohio State. I mean, he just had he was in a talented room. I know he had a couple big, a couple big Big Ten title games. Um, you know, he was a better though. It's I mean, easier. To, it's easier to say that he's better in the NFL than he is in college. But there's more games. His teams, the room he's in, is not as loaded. Um, yeah, I mean. It's pretty rare for a guy to be – like when he left Ohio State, he, he was a really good receiver. He never finished in the top three on the team in receptions, and if he did, it was third. And he was known – he was the best gunner I've ever seen on special teams. He's the best player on the Redskins. Let's see. Good Lord, I can't believe I did that. The Commanders. I think I've liked calling the Redskins since I've been – I covered them when I was in my early years. He is the absolute way any athlete should carry themselves from – earning his offer at Ohio State to practicing his ass off, waiting behind guys like Curtis Samuel, lived with Curtis Samuel, rooted for Curtis Samuel. And then when it was his turn, he turned it on and did his thing. And now he's in the NFL, got a second contract. And I'm still in touch with his family, talked to his dad this past week. And every every cycle you get one or two of those a year where you keep in touch with with recruits and their prospects. And it just so happened, you know, with proximity and just how cool the McLaurin family is in general, you know, I, I kind of kept up with them. And um, so it's just exciting to see what's happening with his career. The second contract is the real test when you want to talk about, you know, tradition and building um, quality in your, in your NFL approach, uh, the Bosa brothers. I was thinking about this the other day, and this is a major digression. I would bet you, this is crazy. If the Bosa brothers both played Division Three football out of high school, they still would have been in the NFL. I'm dead serious about that. Those guys were built to be pros. That's one of the reasons I think we've built everybody's hopes up at defensive end a little much because 
we got a little spoiled with the Botha brothers. But I digress. Let's take one more thing here and then get to the questions. You just did a uh, 24-7 Sports is doing a War Daddy series. Um, boy, if you put together the guys who are War Daddies, that's not an easy distinction to grab. You did the one on Sammy Brown recently. Tell us what goes into becoming a War Daddy. And then it does seem like we get some incredible access once you do that. And then the Sammy Brown story, I think there's a lot of excitement at how good of a prospect he is. I don't get the sense the Nutters feel like they got a real shot. And by real shot, I mean, you know, top two. Um, bring us up to speed on what you found out from Sammy and kind of what the whole deal is with the War Daddy series. Well, the War Daddy series is just uh, featuring some of the biggest names in high school football recruiting and letting our readers get a sense of who they are, what put them, you know, how they achieved what they've achieved to date, and then kind of handicapping the recruitment as it stands right now. I mean, Ohio State's on Sammy Brown's shortlist, but I think they're on the back end of that shortlist going into the official visits. So, you know, they're going to get the last official visit, so they're going to get the last word. Um, but I think, you know, I still like where Georgia and Clemson stand with Sammy Brown going into the next wave of visits. I think Oklahoma and Tennessee are, are maybe an inch ahead of Ohio State as well. But he likes Coach Laronitis, likes Coach Knowles, has had great experiences at Ohio State, wants to get back up and have his official visit. And so you, you keep chipping away there. And we're in an era now where maybe if you, you finish second or third during the recruiting process, but you don't have the freshman year that you thought you were going to have or the freshman experience that you thought you were going to have. And you make a decision to go into the portal. You know, you bring kids on campus now mm -hmm. where you're sitting fourth or fifth with them, where maybe you wouldn't have done that in previous years to continue making an impression on a young man, just in case they go on the portal down the road. That is an excellent point. Burn no bridges. You're not going to see any of those uh, texts. There used to be, Back in the day, you get a position coach would miss out on a guy, and he had a few too many oh, drinks, and he'd get, on, he'd get on Twitter and take a couple shots at the kid. Those won't happen as much anymore. Coaches still getting their feelings. They're human beings, too. And they invest a lot of time in these recruitments, and then when it doesn't go their way, sometimes, sometimes they uh, um, don't handle it in the most mature fashion. Uh, you know, we all have our moments. The thing is, when you're, when you're a college coach, though, you're, you, you know, you can throw away 10 to 12 to 14 months of work in an instance, just with an emotional response um, sometimes. So social media is a loaded gun. I have, you want to let your kids know anything, just let them know the digital footprint never goes away. Never. So just remember that. All right. We're going to take a quick break here, come back and knock out these questions. And then uh, Steve's got some high level meeting to go to. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. For Mike Hauser, will Aaron Scott be a Buckeye in the end? Hey, Mike. Uh, I think it's possible. Obviously, my crystal ball is on Ohio State, but I wouldn't sleep on Michigan. I wouldn't sleep on Oregon. Had a really good visit to Oregon. Michigan has certainly uh, made a big impression on him. There are people that feel good about Michigan's chances with knowledge of this recruitment. And then Ohio State is obviously in the thick of this as well. Now, there's a little bit of a difference between this one and Jordan Marshall because I, you know, I had wrote that I thought Michigan was the, I wrote that I thought Michigan was the leader for Jordan Marshall leading up to his deal with Aaron Scott. I, I don't necessarily know exactly where the chips are. I just know that Michigan is very much in it. Oregon is very much in it as well. And so it's not a slam dunk. It's not, it's not one of those uh, recruitments where you just know he's ultimately going to be a Buckeye and you're just waiting for it to happen. I think he's going through his process. I think he's intrigued by a few options, Ohio State being one of them. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. It's going to come down to it, just in my opinion, uh, based on the tea leaves. It's a Michigan-Ohio State battle at this point. I'd be surprised if he didn't go to Ohio State, but not as surprised um, as some of the other recruitments. This is a for an Ohio guy. You got to give me. I hate to say this. You got to give Michigan credit for even getting this far, but uh, let's hope they lose. Uh, what are Steve's? This is from Man on the Moon. What are Steve's favorite wings in Indianapolis, and why is it Ale Emporium? So Ale Emporium, man. If you if y'all aren't familiar, it's it's a really good. Uh, wings place, pizza place, cool atmosphere place in, in the Indianapolis area. I enjoy their pizza. I like their wings. Um, but we have this place in Zionsville called the Friendly Tavern. And the wings are breaded. They're in like, they make them in some kind of like grease that melts in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Then you dip them in uh, whatever sauce you're choosing. So I, I tell people all the time, the Friendly Tavern Wings on the Brick Road Main Street in downtown Zionsville are the best wings in the Indianapolis area. Fantastic. Mike Jones, 34, would only disagree with you to say that the Ale Emporium, their Hermanaki wings are the best wing sauce and you'll never change his mind. But to, to be fair, wings are one of those things very, uh, it's a personal choice, you know, like, uh, some people, big, small, crispy, not crispy. Uh, wing recommendations can be a little tricky. They're very personal. So big deal there. Very important question. I think you handled that very well. Now, let's get to something maybe not quite as important, but also interesting. Who do you think is Ohio State's first choice at quarterback in 2025? This is timely, giving Bryce Underwood from Michigan is theoretically or rumored to be leaning towards Ohio State. Um, very impressive at a recent camp. Do you think it's Bryce Underwood? Is it somebody else? Let the people know. You guys said that Bryce Underwood's rumored to be leaning towards Ohio State. Heard that. 
I, mean, I think Ohio State's on a short list. I wouldn't sleep on LSU there. Michigan's been making a move with Kurt Anderson. Um, but, yeah, certainly Ohio State's been able to impress Bryce Underwood, particularly with their development of C.J. Stroud most recently. I think he sees a lot of himself uh, in that uh, in, in C.J. And, and so, obviously, he's excited about what Ohio State's done at the position, uh, and particularly as of late with C.J. Stroud. Who else does Ohio State like in 2025? Um, I mean, I think that George McIntyre told me that he could visit later this summer. He's our number two ranked quarterback in the country out of Tennessee. So he's a guy on the radar. But um, Ohio State, it's obvious that Bryce Underwood's the guy that they're, you know, they've offered and are pursuing with vigor at this point. And then we'll see what other names pop up as the coaches are on the road right now evaluating players. One thing we know is, uh, and this is kind of true of wide receiver, as high profile as the uh, recruiting battles will be, Ohio State's going to end up with great receivers and great quarterbacks. That's what you know right now. I don't, I can't guarantee you what the names are going to be, but I have, I think I'm to the point now, especially a quarterback and wide receiver with uh, Day and Dennis and Hartline, where they have earned the benefit of the doubt. Um, now, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to give out. And if we were talking about defensive linemen or offensive linemen, I'd be a little more worried. But I do have a feeling Ohio State, because they've proven it, they can go back into the the portal, as it were. I consider the portal almost like the decommitment level running up to the signing day. But we should be worried about other stuff rather than that. A couple more questions. Justin Fields, the second best portal grab of all time behind Caleb Williams. Am I, are we missing names? Uh I'm just trying to think if I want to argue that point with you first, but I'm, I don't even know if I agree with it. I'm just spitballing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the bias in me coming out. Uh, that's very fair. Um, quarterback's so different now, though, man. It, but who else is like who else has been a first rounder out of the portal? A transfer. Yeah, that, that position of that magnitude, you know, because obviously I guess Jalen Hurts ultimately transferring and as good as he is now would be in the mix. Alabama, Jameer Gibbs was a humongous portal pickup for them, but I still wouldn't rank him ahead of a quarterback. Never. No, that's a really good. I tell you what, though, a few years from now, that's going to be a heck of a list. You know what I'm I saying? Jamison Williams was a big portal pickup. Joe Bur- Oh, Joe Burrow. Excuse me. How are we? Joe Burrow is the best, the number one portal pickup of all time. Notice a theme developing here, by the way. Yeah. People are probably screaming at their monitors. Took us a minute. In 10 seconds to get to that. Anything that ends with Joe Burrow tends to end with a smile on your face when anything has to do with Ohio. So I'll go back to my point that for those who don't think Joe Burrow is a Buckeye, at least partially. But Joe Burrow wasn't a portal guy. He was a transfer, right? Yeah. And so is Justin Fields, right? I don't know. Hell, we're we're going in circles. We're not going in circles. Let's I got two minutes left here now. No, we'll get it. We'll make it. Joe, Bur- uh, Joe Burrow graduated early. I think he graduated in something like two and a half years and was able to transfer. Oh, he was a grad, a grad transfer. Correct. And Justin Fields got a waiver because of some malfeasance down in the crowd at Georgia, right. if I correctly. Um, so there you go. Last so question. Williams is still the best portal pickup of all time. Then. Got it. Short time, but all time. Okay. I go Justin Fields right now, given the fact you made two. Uh, but he wasn't a portal guy. I think we already determined right. that. See, that's why you're here. Details. I thought we were still doing transfers. Portal guys. 
I think you're definitely right with Caleb Williams. Boy, I tell you what, that guy better be all his advertised. He has gotten – it's going to be hard. As good as he is, Caleb Williams, it's going to be hard for anybody to be as good as people think he is this year. But I digress. I mean, theoretically, he doesn't have to do anything ever again. He won the Heisman well, Trophy. I mean. <laughs> not, not just that. He's the guaranteed number one pick in the draft. That's the reason he doesn't have to play. He could literally work out all year and be the number one pick. I guess Drake May would have a shot. But still, when you look at the signing bonuses, you're talking about $28 million he could make guaranteed for signing his pen to paper by doing nothing between now and then. By the way, great job if you could get it. Last question. Uh, Topical because there are 100 coaches on the field at Pickerington North High School right now as the camp season in Ohio is underway. Do you expect Sam Williams-Dixon to get a bump in the rankings given his move from West Holmes to pick North and his commitment to Ohio State? Well, I know 24-7 sports uh, scouting team member, recruiting analyst Chris Singletary was there, gave him some love in his write-up from the camp. So that's a better question for him after his uh, experience seeing him there in person. Obviously, I saw him live two years ago at the Best of the Midwest Combine, thought he was awesome in that setting. I think he's a guy that can run between the tackles. I think he can catch the football. I think he brings a lot of versatility to your backfield. And obviously, he was a touchdown machine as a junior. And he's a guy that, you know, Ohio State was in the mix for a lot of running backs. And and uh, they took his commitment early. And and uh, so they love him. And, he'll, uh, you know, he'll have a chance to come in there and be a factor because of the versatility he brings to the room. Just to hop on that and finish up here, given the number of coaches that got a chance to see him in person today, there's no way that many ever saw him at West Holmes. I have a feeling there's going to be some good Sam Williams-Dixon buzz coming out of here today and stuff that Bucknutters will really like. They also really like it when Steve Wolfong is here. We appreciate him, we appreciate him stopping by once again. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.